everyone. Welcome to Ultimate Comic Books Podcast. This is me, Steven, and my call, Zach. Hello. Yeah. We're back. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> Very long. I'm glad you got the name right first go this time. Name change. Yeah, because I decided to change the name because I wanted to put the word comic book in there because... So people can know the combo podcast. Smart move. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get more attention out there, and, and yeah, three podcasts is going on. So busy man. Change it to ultimate awesome. That channel would be ultimate awesome universe, and then I change it to ultimate combo podcast. And it's the twentieth episode. Finally, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> yeah. After our however long hiatus, we're back. Yeah. Better than ever. New name, same podcast. Yes. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to talk about the first news, but it's about they have revised schedules for, for comic books. Yep. It's only so far they have Marvel and DC schedule. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because... This Diamond has planned. Diamond's a company that ships the comic books, comic book stores. Okay. Yeah, and they had stopped during the yeah coronavirus. They're shutting down their, their doors, and they started. They announced that they're gonna start shipping comic books for for companies starting May twentieth, and companies are already trying to come up with a schedule when comic books will come out. But DC was the only company that was not, because they weren't happy with uh, with the shipping company not not working. Oh, right. Because they tried to put up with it, and they just couldn't do it anymore. And DC started getting another shipping company called Lunar, and UBS, you think that? And it's a new shipping company that just came out of nowhere from after the coronavirus. Yeah, so I don't know. They, I don't know if DC gave them some money for the company to open up and start shipping new comics with DC Comics. Right. But it happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, they shipped new comics like in April, like late April, like April 28th on Tuesdays. Yeah. So comics starts to get new comics already for DC. Only DC Comics. Yeah, so. And we're getting new comics on Tuesdays. Good stuff. It was, it was, it's just like, they only had like four comic books that came out that week. Yeah. Now this week is going to be six comics. I'll just ramp it up until they're back to normal, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know, but I know DC, I understand why DC is like, was getting tired of waiting. Yeah. It's just, Really, no point of doing that last week. I know this week is okay because the U.S. reopened already. Yeah. I mean, not all of U.S., just some of U.S., but last week, there none of those states were reopened, so it's kind of pointless doing it last week. And because <laughs> the things, the com- a lot of comic book stores have been shipping comic books to people's houses where people come pick them up. Yeah, there's really no point of having new comic books if the if the stores aren't opened 
That's why they wasn't okay with that 100%. Okay. <laughs> now that yeah. the doors are open, it's, it's yeah. okay now, I think. Fair enough. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I can understand why they might get impatient because the comic book sort of industry is one you, you would think should be able to still run through this. Like, you'd think most of it could be done from home. Oh, yeah. they Like, all the writing and stuff probably is anyway, you know. Yeah, they can do it from home. It's just that. They probably should have just focused on online sales for a while. Yeah, the thing is, is that the digital digital is a good is is climbing up in the market, but the a lot of their sales still comes a lot from print and digital. It's, yeah, it's just that I guess I don't know. I was thinking I don't know if it did, but I was thinking maybe this would be the push for more people to buy combos digitally. Because a lot yeah. of people are buying it digitally, but not as much as print. Yeah. So, yeah. so I can understand why is, it, is they doing it this way. So, yeah. And I think because DC wants to start moving digitally more often. So, they've been releasing more comics digitally exclusive for like for like two weeks already. Like they have Yeah. To- like the Walmart issues that weren't selling that well in Walmart because like last year they was like selling Walmart exclusive comic books which is a bad idea okay <laughs> it failed so they just like decided to release these comic books digitally first yeah on comicsology during this pandemic and they said they, they might start doing more deals with digital comics. I'm thinking they might end up selling comics on comicsology on digital markets on like Tuesdays and Wednesday will come out on print. Yeah, okay. I think they don't want to rely on print anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I can understand that. Yeah. And, and Marvel and Marvel and DC were were not gonna. They were only gonna sell comics digitally at first, but then since all the comic book companies were like Image, Dynamite, IDW, Boom Studios, they were all not selling comic books on on online or in print because the whole diamond thing. And Marvel and DC were the last ones to not say anything. And DC started to follow, and Marvel started to follow last to not sell anything. But they didn't want they, they really were concentrating to like sell comics digitally. Yeah, things over. Then they start back on print. But fans are complaining about it, so Marvel backed down, and DC backed down, and then DC just didn't give a shit after a while. <laughs> started doing it. Yeah, I've been trying to take advantage of catching up on comic books this month. It's been new yeah. comics coming out. <laughs> it gives me time to catch up. I like it. Yeah. So, I haven't caught, caught up fully, but I've caught up to most of the comic books. It's, it, it's nice to take a break sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good about it. I just... I just wish they could take a break a little bit longer just for me to catch them. <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> but I think May 20th is good enough. 
Yeah. I just, I know that tomorrow's going to be, the DC's going to have Batman the Outsiders, The Flash, Queen Magic Season 2, Hawkman, and House Spot Whispers, and Joker, Harley Quinn, and Sandy. So, I'm not really looking forward to any of those. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading some of them, just not liking any of those. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no new comic. Damn. You'd, you'd think with the uh, with the lockdown there'd be some new creative, I don't know, bones being being used or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the only one I really, I slightly like is Hawkman. Okay. So yeah, the next news is Mark Wade and Donny Case are buying comic books for fans. It's, okay, that's great. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. I like that. Donny Case and Mark Wable writers. Donny Case writes mostly for Marvel. Yeah. Mark Wade has written some things for DC, but mostly he's been doing Marvel books. Right? Okay. They only been buying comic books from where they live. Like, I know Mark Wade lives in LA, and Donny Case lives in Austin, Texas, so he's been buying comic books in Texas, and, and Mark Wade's been buying comic books in California. And they've been giving the, whatever comics that they buy, they give it to the fans, pick them up, and take them home for free. So good on them. That's actually a pretty good thing. Thought of. Yeah. And I like the, I do like the charities that's been going on. I mean, I know Jim Lee has started some charity with, like, yeah. like if drawing a bunch of comic characters and all the money is donated to comic stores. They That's have, good at That's fantastic. Yeah, so a lot of comic... There's other comic artists doing that as well. But I, yeah. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I know Jimmy's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a pretty good thing that people are trying to help the comic stores because they are not doing so well. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And we we want to help keep them afloat. We do what we can. Yeah. Um. Even as much as we we're saying, their companies want to push online sales. The uh, physical media is still a big thing. I I really like it still, and I think everyone enjoys going to the stores that do go there. So. Yeah. Absolutely. If we if we can, let's you know chip in and help keep them afloat. Yeah. I just don't know how much longer they can keep afloat. <laughs> That's true. I know eventually print will probably die. I don't know. Cause I know the video it's, game market is already getting there. That's true. It almost it, it's almost completely there. Yeah. The video games. I know for I know my boyfriend said for PC games there's no digital I mean there's no physical format for PC games, they're all completely digital, so... Yeah, yeah, essentially. For console games, they're still digital. I mean, physical, ah, eight it's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like GameStop is like the only remaining store selling them, so it's like... Yeah, and even they're, they're always shutting down more stores. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I, I've heard about the things that GameStop has been doing... And people were happy with it. And yeah. They completely shut down eventually. But yeah. They try to make people still work when the pandemic was going on. 
people weren't so happy. Yeah, it's yeah. I think the thing with video games is too is a lot of them now. Even if you do get the disc, you usually have to do another like download or or install to get it working. Yeah. And so I think I think that's probably a part of it why people just go, oh, you might as well just get it online, save save. Yeah. Like there's less point in actually having the disc now. Yeah, there is less point in having it because <laughs> you could just put the you could just download the game from the disc and just not even yeah bother with the disc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see how much longer, yeah. like, printed comic books and, I guess, just books in general do last. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> even a lot of bookstores are closing as well, I've found. Yeah, a lot of bookstores have been closing. Even before this pandemic, comics yeah, exactly. haven't been doing so well. So this has made it worse. So I don't know how much longer they will last. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So the next news is kind of a sad one. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> uh, uh, so the the art director of Punisher and Luke Cage, he died from complications of coronavirus. Damn. It was reported on Deadline. Yeah. His name is Mateo De Cosmo. Yeah, he did. He's an art director for. Accomplish a lot of shows. shows. It's like emerging. Yeah. The Punisher, Luke Cage. Some good stuff in there too. Yeah. And he was, he was only 50. That's that's pretty young to... Yeah, 52. Yeah. Uh, yeah, poor guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously feel for his family and everyone close to him. Yeah, he also did Harm's Kitchen. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it's kind of sad. He's from New York, so he passed away in April 21st, yeah, which is, I'm not too surprised about that because, you know, New York has hit it hard, like, the most in the U.S. Yeah, New York's, I've heard it's, like, like thousands of deaths a day just in New York. Yeah, it's really bad, and they yeah. don't live there anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, Florida um, is bad, but it's just New York is even worse. New York's always been bad when whenever a sort of outbreak of anything, like when the the flu came just a couple of years ago. Yeah, the US, it was it, they got hit bad then as well. Yeah, so that's rough. Yeah, I just, I mean, I because a lot of tourism does happen in New York. And, yeah, you know, a lot of yeah, a lot of tourism happens in New York, so a lot of people go from other countries to go in there. Yeah. And I've been to the touring experience. I mean, living in New York, dealing with that in Manhattan, oh God, it's just horrible. <laughs> it's just like, I can see how viruses spread there. It's just, oh, I yeah. imagine it because I lived through it before and it's just... It's Especially like, with like all the old infrastructure as well, like, it, like everyone's yeah, crammed into like old apartment buildings. Yes, even the subways. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) It's not reconstructed whatsoever. Like, uh, there's a lot of old buildings that's falling apart in that. (laughs) Yeah. At least here, uh, a lot of places in Florida have, like, I lived in a a house that was, like, recently built. It was not even that old. 
like I don't live in a town home, but the most of the complex, the house in the complex is like just built like not too long. Yeah, it's like about like three or four years old. There's a lot of new building stuff going on in Florida. There's a lot of nice. people who have been moving from New York to Florida. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I just don't know how uh, this virus make. It, I think it's gonna make it worse for me. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, bad time to be there. Yeah, it's kind of sad. This guy passed away at a young age over there. So I wish his family well and hope they make the best. Absolutely. Yeah. I know there's sad things that's been going on. That, you know, people have not been allowed to see their loved ones dying in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They have not been having funerals or. Oh yeah, true. You can't. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's I mean, um. I guess it makes it a bit. Yeah, it's it's just a bit more. Yeah, and they, a bit more hard. Because some people, I mean, some funerals have been doing online funerals. Yeah. Like, they have a video of the funeral there, and just, people can watch it online. That's a, they did to my boyfriend's aunt that had passed away, like, a month ago. But she didn't pass away from coronavirus. Passed away from a yeah. attack. So, they did an online funeral. Kind of a weird experience when they did it that way. Yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah, it's been a weird, tough time during this pandemic. So the next news is is a spy versus spy movie. Okay. I've seen the com I've seen the card like a like a comic books of this and cartoons. It's like the it's like the two birds, like they have like spy gear and they run after Oh yeah, 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 I've seen this. Yeah. Um I think I've seen the cartoon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he had a cartoon of it before. Yeah, so not yeah. like a movie of it. It's just that I don't know if it's a VR check. Okay. Yeah, because Warner Brothers making it, it's a live action as well. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a live action movie. It's live action. Oh God. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I assumed it was going to be animated as well, but no. This is more like a Looney Tune kind of thing, like where they yeah they try to like run after each other and like it's like a white kid, white coyote program. Yep. So I just don't know how they're gonna do this as a live action. Like I think they're gonna try to make it as a maybe an actual. Spy story? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> that it, it it's got the same director as it's got the guy that did Dodgeball. Yeah, Rosen Marshall. Yeah, he's. Yeah, they know the guess. Definitely going to be a movie. <laughs> I can't I can't say I'm gonna gonna look too much into this one. Yeah, not really. I <laughs> just it. <laughs> You're too crazy about Spy vs. Spy because no. Looney Tunes and I really don't care much for that. Yeah. So yeah, I never really cared much about that franchise. I guess it's okay to 
comic books has been hot right now, and everyone wants to jump on making the comic book bag with Wagon, yeah. so <laughs> could have seen this coming. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how this will work out. But uh, next news is uh, image is Ret- retcon comic book is coming back. Don't never heard of this comic book. Can't say I have. Apparently coming back with a a sequel this fall with uh, the comic is called Soviet Werewolves. The title by Dodge. Okay. The writer and creators Matt Nixon. Which I have heard this comic book writer. Because apparently he started this this comic book with Kickstarter. I mean like he revived it with Kickstarter. Yeah. See this called like two weeks ago. So I guess he was there's an audience for it if it happened. <laughs> So yeah, it's. I know this is a, like a, a military comic book. I think it's more of like you see a bunch of military guys going against like werewolves. Yeah. Okay. If they're bringing it back and it's been a thing, but it, I, I suppose it's popular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could be interesting. It's a paranormal, it's like a military team that fights so paranormal. Right. I guess that's it. Another comic that's also coming back called The Mighty. Judd Whittick sketches them out summer. Yep. He wants to create his own universe with these characters. He is being published from Random House Graphic. They'll follow a 13 year old girl who discovers that his powers and discovers how to be a hero in her world. Her world needs, needs now and her hero needs. Her hero, she was born to be okay. So yeah, I don't know how interesting that will be, but I guess it could be interesting because uh, I don't know what happened to that comic book, but I know Astro City was from DC's Vertical print. It lasted a pretty long time, and they stopped making them because they said they're gonna start making them as trade paperbacks. But I don't know when that's gonna happen because. Hasn't come back yet as a trade paperback. Yeah, so I don't know. Work <laughs> out eventually. Okay. I never read them. I haven't got to, but I heard good stuff. This will be successful. Yeah. About it. That comic book is coming out called Elephant Town. Elephant Town. Yes. Okay. The comic book is a uh, girls with slingshot and slingshot cartoonist. Danielle Corsero launching a, com- a web comic called Elephant Town. It says Elephant Town takes place in a little town, Shepherd's Town, West Virginia. It follows four characters who don't know each other. And it has a cat and an elephant, I can't say. I guess that's, that's all the details she revealed. Hmm. Information on her Patreon page. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess okay. People who support it, that's what I think it is. Yeah. It's like $1 to $2 donations. Yeah. Yeah. Could set a um, new precedent for, uh, I suppose, new and upcoming artists to share things that publishers might not want to do otherwise. Yeah. It is pretty interesting. I like, because I do want to make a comic book in the future, but yeah. figure out how to way to get it to make it happen. But yeah. It's interesting that online comics 
cut me some type of money. I didn't know that. The online conferences are just where could be they're like free and don't make much money because so what? Yeah. I don't know. There isn't much detail about the conference actually allows. Probably could have put a description of what it's like. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no synopsis or anything. Yeah, like you have to find out. <laughs> I don't like doing that. Okay. Maybe it's like. Yeah, I mean, especially with what is it, elephant something, elephant town. <laughs> yeah, I have to do something. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, could be interesting. Sounds different. <laughs> so the next one is Red Hood and the Red Hood and. Red Hood, the Outlaw, because it was called. There you go. It used to be called Red Hood and the Outlaws, and mm-hmm. the title changed to Red Hood, the Outlaw is getting canceled. Okay. Yeah, it's ending with issue fifty. That's a decent enough run, I think. Yeah, it's been running for a long time. And, yeah. And it's had Scott, the writer Scott Liddell, for a very long time. It's been around. Okay. Because he's been on the book since 2011. Yeah. Wow. That's almost, yeah. Wow. Because he was, like, he they did take him off, like, for, like, five five issues. But that really doesn't matter as much. Because he was yeah. gone because people didn't like that writer. Yeah. The writer fell off real quickly. He got back on the book. So... It's surprising that he's managed to pin this book for that long, and I can understand why the book is getting canceled, because I was reading it, and I was enjoying it for a while, and then the book started falling off after they made Red Hood go solo. Okay. They decided they changed the title to Red Hood the Outlaw. It wasn't a bad idea, but I just, I don't know, I just didn't like the concept of Artemis and Bizarro like, leaving the book and going to, like, some type of... They get trapped in some alternate world and represent himself. <laughs> right. The book was falling off really bad. Like, the writing wasn't good as it, as it used to be. I don't know what... I don't know what came to him to, like, separate the team. Like, why would he... Why did he come up with this idea? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and the books are not selling so well, I noticed. And I can understand why it's ending with issue 50, because it's not doing so well. I honestly think he ran out of ideas with the book. It was not doing so well. well. I imagine it's hard to get Red Hood to carry a whole line on its own as well. I mean, he's a pretty interesting character. I do like him a lot. He is. He's Punisher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I really do like the character a lot. It's just that, I don't know, his his series was not doing so well. Yeah. And now he, this team, he's running with... Because now Bizarro and Armis finally came back after a while. Yeah. And he decided to bring up a new generation of outlaws, like young kids in the team. There's like five or six characters. Okay. It's like, oh, great. Now he expanded the cast to even more characters he has to juggle with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it started to become a team book, which I'm not sure people are okay with that. So, yeah. It's just that I think he's, because he does have 
characters written as stereotypical teenagers. And I don't really like when comic books do that. You know, with teenagers being into technology so much. and Yeah. I kind of hate that concept. And yeah, that's not, it. They have a non-binary character, too. <laughs> so right. They kind of follow the recent trend with teenagers, and it just doesn't appeal to a lot of people, I think. That's why I think the book is going a bit downhill. So, yeah. I don't know, I just kind of like the, when when when, Radical, when Artemis and Bizarre was in the team early in the book, I liked it because, like, they were like a trinity, it was like the trinity of, like, Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman, but yeah. like the opposite of them. Yeah. And okay, that's cool. What I did like it for a period of time, Bizarro wasn't intelligent, like, he got a cure from Lex Luthor and he became like a smart Bizarro. Yeah. Like some hyper-intelligent Bizarro and he like dealt with technology and stuff. Yeah. And then he reverted him to being stupid again and I didn't like that. <laughs> he's still dumb. It's just, uh Yeah. It's like, can we get back to him being a smart Bizarro? Because the thing is, there's two Bizarros in in in, in here and I don't like two bizarros being exactly the same. It'd be okay if they have two bizarros being different. One is the dumb yeah. one that lives in the alternate universe, and the other one is the smart one, which is in the main universe. So that would be interesting to have two different bizarros. Not it just doesn't make the other one unique if they just both be dumb. I don't mind that that one so much is because it's good for comedy relief. It's just that. When you have two of them, it just makes no difference purpose of having it. I can understand why this uh, comic book is going downhill. There's a lot of yeah. ideas is coming into a book. And I guess 50 is a good run for it. So, the next news is Dan Slott is exiting Iron Man, which I'm kind of glad about. Okay. I'm very glad about it, because <laughs> <laughs> he was doing horribly on the title, and yeah, he says that he was always intended to leave, supposedly, but I don't believe that because right. You think there's been a yeah? I think the same thing going so well because yeah, no writer plans to just write only twenty issues of of a civic um, character. Yeah, he lasted twenty issues, and that's pretty bad in my books. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't believe that, and I'm not surprised. The series is really bad. I didn't like, I didn't like how he wrote Machine Man in that book. He wrote him to like he's a villain, and it was like beating, beating up Jacosta, his girlfriend. It's just like I couldn't, I didn't like the idea of, of a character that's been a superhero for many years all of a sudden start beating on his wife and just. Yeah, her and she are bad, and I don't know the whole. I didn't like that. Oh, War Machine did decided not. To, I mean, James Rhodey decided not to become War Machine anymore because he had PTSD from fighting Thanos. Yeah, so he's just like in this big robot thing called Manticore, and it's just like bad ideas left and right. And Tony Stark is fighting his brother and. This is the event called Iron Man 2020. 
He's fighting his brother because his brother wants to make machines have no rights, and he's fighting for machines to have rights, human rights. So it's just weird because he's calling them robots when they're not robots; they're AIs or whatever. And it's just <laughs> I hate when people can't differentiate yeah. the terms. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, true. it's just really bad. I didn't like it. And was the Iron Man is was dying because because I know Bendis came out this a dumb idea that since he was dead for a while, he decided to make that Iron Man bioengineer his body. And I am I mean Tony Stark's not really that smart with bioengineering, so it's kind of weird that he decided to do bioengineering for himself. Yeah, right. And he did it for him and James Rhodey. To come back alive, and apparently they had error. Dan Slott made the idea that they had body errors, which kind of makes sense because Tony Stark is not an expert on it. But it's yeah. that he promoted that Iron Man is going to die again. And just like, oh, can we just stop killing off Iron Man? It's just. <laughs> we just had him die like a year ago, and you're going to have him die again a year later. It's just, yeah. So, yeah, Iron Man's gonna come back alive again. It's just like, uh, <laughs> just stop it, though. Die. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, back that, that's the one thing that that in like everything where like any comic book someone does, it's there's almost never wait because when people do this and they just bring them back like a few months later. Yeah, <laughs> it's when like, well, tired. what's the point in that? <laughs> And then whenever someone does that, you're like, well, I'll, I'll see him again in a few months. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're not joking. It does happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And, like, people complain about it so much, I'm surprised they haven't stopped doing it yet. Yeah, and they haven't. I don't know if it still makes sales, but it probably does. Yeah. Okay, the last news is that there's going to be a new DC animated movie coming out. Okay. And it's called Superman The Man of Tomorrow. And they already had casted two people. Like Darren, Chris, Zachary Quintos to be there. Okay. Alexandria Daddario. Some big names in there. Yeah, well I don't know. The only one I know is, is Zachary Zachary Quinto, which is Okay. Is obviously he was a Star Trek. Yeah. And he was in Heroes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the only one I really know, but I really don't okay. know the other actors. Um, I know Alexandra Daddario. Uh, she's been in a few things. Oh. Um, I don't know. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> the best movie ever. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. I don't want to. I don't have the need for that movie. Yeah, I don't need to. Okay, she was in the um, Marvel Avengers Academy video game. Oh. <laughs> voice acting is a loss. I didn't know. I don't think she's had done anything interesting except for the, I guess, the Percy Jackson movies, which i never seen, but I know they were popular. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw the first one of those Percy Jackson movies. It was, I don't know, I was pretty young when I saw it, I think. I saw it when it came out. Um, yeah, 
Brett Dalton as well. Then look at the IMDb and okay, because it'd be Parasite, which I've heard of as actor as well. Oh yeah, it was Grant Ward. Of course, I've heard of him in Age of the Shield. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm surprised to see the voice acting. I never heard of him do voice acting. Yeah, a lot of these people don't seem like they do a lot of voice acting. Yeah, you know, which is uh interesting. Yeah. Attack of Quint was apparently be Lex Luthor, which is interesting. Okay, I can I can see that actually. That could be good. Darren Chris is going to be Superman. Apparently he was in. Oh, he was Music Meister in the Flash TV show. Okay. Okay. From that, he's done a lot of voice acting for cartoons like Transformers. Damn, remember Teenage Mutant Turtles? He was Raphael there. The show's okay. So yeah, see how it works out. See, so yeah, apparently Lobo's would be there too. Brian Hurst. Okay. See Lobo. That's interesting. Martin Kansas. The Lama Young. Aki Aman. Or Aikaman is Mondi is going to be a Marshman Hunter. I don't know his actor. Apparently, so apparently he's in the, the Tales of Arcadia TV shows. Ah, oh, he's a Chaucer's in Injustice too. He's a pretty good voice actor there. He's Jameson Lockett in Halo 5. Okay. So yeah, he's done a lot of voice acting. The guys can watch fans for a lot of video games, I noticed. So yeah, I think they have a good cast, to be honest. I'm excited for this. Alright. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if you've watched not? any of the animated... I've, I've seen a few of them. I'm not I'm not by any means expert on them. <laughs> I am, because I've been watching them a lot. We don't okay. Really actually enjoys them. We get them, they can yeah. enjoy a lot of them. We haven't seen... Uh, we haven't seen the Superman Red Sun one yet, but we do have uh, okay. it. Yeah, gotta get a time to actually watch it because we saw the Mortal Kombat movie, Scorpion's Revenge. That one's actually good. I like. Right. Talk about that one. <laughs> so that's it for the comic book news. Not. Yeah. So next up is let's talk about Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Because we didn't get to talk about this movie when it came out. And now it came yep. out on Disney Plus. It's out on Disney Plus now. Today. Yeah, oh, well. Today. It did come out on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yesterday for me. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> may the 4th. Yeah. Which I. When I f- first saw this movie, I was just like. <sighs> I didn't really enjoy it that well. Yeah. And it's just like, even even watching it again, it's just still not... It didn't warm up to me. I just... Uh, I think... I was almost the opposite when I first enjoyed it. I had really low expectations for it. And so I actually walked out of it going, yeah, that was, that was okay. That was good enough for me. <laughs> but the more that... I, we've had a while to sit on and think about it now, and the more that I think about that movie the more I hate it. <laughs> yes, the same thing with me. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. it was okay when it, when it was finished, but the more and more I I did, I just started hating that movie, and it was just, yeah. I was like, let me, stop, let me just stop thinking about this goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I want to rewatch it. Even yeah, though it's, just, it's not worth rewatching. It's not something I really feel the need to revisit. <laughs> oh my god 
I don't know. It's just that a lot of them plot points were made in this movie, but they didn't finish it. It's just like, what the fuck ever? Like, and it's kind of disappointing that you find out about certain plot points like they didn't finish in the movie in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty, it's, it, it feels very lazy. Extremely lazy. And they've kind of done that before where they'll, they'll expand on things in the book. If, if it's not completely explained, but this one, it felt like they just got really lazy and just made stuff up and have just waited for the book to justify any of it. Yeah, I mean, like... Like, if, it just feels worse than they've, than when they've done it before. I just don't... I just... It's like, oh, we don't know how Palpatine came back alive. Are we gonna tell you that he was a clone and not a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's just that, oh, God. Just, I just hated not knowing at the time I was watching the movie. Yeah. It was. They shouldn't have brought him back. <laughs> that was. They really should not have. I thought that was stupid. Yeah, and the whole uh, with Finn not, uh, not telling Ray his secret. And I thought the whole secret was about loving her. But no, yeah. it turns out that he was just force. He had force powers. And it's just like. Yeah. That- I, thought that- <laughs> I thought that was what it was going to be. But it was like, he hasn't really shown that he has them, has he? He's just been a guy. <laughs> He's just been a dude hanging around for a while. Like, he, he didn't even really get too much in the last couple movies. Yeah, I do like his origin story, but... Yeah. It's just... Uh, I just really disappointed this movie because they wasted three movies not developing these characters, and it just kind of disappointed me. Yeah. Did, did you see the details that came out of the original script? Yeah, I saw it. And, yeah. I mean, I read it, and... I think Colin Trevorrow tomorrow. I forgot his name is, but yeah, Colin Trevorrow. He had a better script than whatever the fuck they came up with. I just kind of wish that they would have just yeah, it I agree. What he had, yeah, and it could have been a better movie. Like I noticed that he was not having any plans where. uh Kylo Ren was going to redeem himself. Like, that was not his game plan. Yeah. That was J.J. Abel's idea, but I kind of honestly didn't like the whole Kylo Ren redeeming himself idea. Yeah. It kind of felt cheap. Well, I felt like in episode eight, they sort of made him, like, he gave, in episode eight, he had that choice of either, you know, going with Rey and, and redeeming himself, or committing to the dark side and and he makes that choice to just go dark side and then now they walk back on it after yeah after that actual good character moment yeah. they just walk it back and it's 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 it feels undeserved yeah it's not very good i didn't like it i just didn't like the also didn't like how chewbacca was gonna be like all of a sudden he died and then all of a sudden he's died. Oh. <laughs> And then, yeah, 
they did the same thing with Kylo Ren. They make him think that he was dead. Yeah. And he's alive again, and it's just like, stop it with this. Because, yeah, this well, you can't... Like reading a comic book all over again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh. Yeah. It was... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's stupid. I, I really didn't like it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that... It's just kind of disappointing because it's just like... To me, I feel like uh, I would had. I mean, I wish that this movie was a bit better because I did enjoy Last Jedi. Okay. And I was, I was hope, I was looking forward to watching this movie, and it just didn't come out as good. I think, I, I think Last Jedi was better, better than this, definitely. Yeah, it was definitely better than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Was I think this trilogy as a whole? What? I just don't think this was a very good way to end this trilogy. Yeah, and, I did. And I, I, I don't, I don't think I enjoyed this trilogy much. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much too. I mean, like, I, I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, I had hopes for it. Like, I did enjoy the first two, but just mm-hmm. like, having this as a conclusion ruined the other two, and it's just like, yeah, it just. Made me feel like I wasted my time watching this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would have had much more fun if I just rewatched the originals. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and or even prequels, I would have had more fun. <laughs> yeah, this is actually kind of like worse than the prequels at this point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because at least, at least with the prequels, they that trilogy's ended on a like Revenge of the Sith is by far the best prequel. Yeah. So it ends on a high note. Yeah, at least that one was had a better conclusion to the story. But yeah. This one definitely did not. The only one I could understand that they couldn't pull off that well was, for instance, I mean, General Leia dying. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't really do much with that because she did pass away before the movie came out. So yeah. They did as much as they could with that one. So I actually did the think they did the best they can do. Yeah, I agree. It was it, it's a rough situation to be put in with that. And I honestly, because I remember reading it somewhere, that someone had thought that it could have been a better idea if Ray took up her name instead of Skywalker. It didn't make much sense, and I agree with that. Like, yeah, maybe if Ray had her last name as Ogana, it would have been much, make much much more sense. Because in the movie, they made it seem like she was looking up to her and she wanted to. Yeah, and her legacy trained under Leia, and yeah, I guess you could in the sense she was kind of adopted by her. Yeah, she took her in, welcomed her to the First Order, and everything. Yeah, and it kind of resistance. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Like, like, cause, cause Leia like took Ray in and welcomed her to the resistance and all that sort of thing. So I, I think it probably does make more sense. And what's weird is that she had that backstory in the movie of like there was like a backstory where Leia was, I think, I forgot what it was. Uh, I think she had the light, like the lightsaber. She was on a young a mission that like a it was like a flashback scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was Leia and Luke training. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. 
So yeah, like she had like some more sensitive things, and I think it was her like how she obtained her force powers, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest problem with this movie is that it was just rushed because they f- they fired or. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, I think he he left or he was fired quite late into it. Yeah, he was. And they went, "We're not going to push this back." So JJ Abrams, just just do this, please, sort of thing. <laughs> I was like, they they really should have delayed this movie like another six months or a year, you know? Yeah. So you did his poor shit job of a movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they would rush Star Wars, you know. Yeah, it's like people are gonna be waiting for it either way. People are gonna see it. Yeah, it's just, and it wouldn't, you know, if they, if she did take off her, if she took off Leia's last name, it would have made more. It would have another reason why it would have made sense because the novels that were made for the previous universe, that this universe is kind of based on because it has those books and those novels. They have Leia and. And so Han Solo has two children. Mm. And one goes to the dark side, and one goes to the light side. And there was the daughter that went to the light side, and the, the son went to the dark side. So it kind of would yeah. make more sense that they if she becomes like adopted daughter of Leia. Yeah, and yeah, true. <laughs> then yeah, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think maybe they should have just kept the original canon and just, and or done something closer to that, maybe. Yeah. That would have been something better. <laughs> I think they were trying to, but they did a poor job at it. Yeah. I think, because they admit, they, they came out and said that it wasn't exactly thought out, you know, yeah. like this whole trilogy. And if they had incomplete ideas, then why the fuck they went out went up with them? <laughs> yeah. It was, I don't know, you'd think, I feel like they'd be more careful and, and take their time when you've got literally Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I just didn't even like the idea, like, where, oh, how Ray was just preaching about how she's not going to kill Palpatine in anger. And yeah. all of a sudden, like a few minutes later, she does kill him. So like, <laughs> she kills him. <laughs> what was all about that? You're not going to kill him before. Oh, yeah. You didn't do it when you was angry. It makes it all better. No. <laughs> to me, there's not much of a difference. <sighs> but it's whatever. Yeah, I think it was pretty, yeah, that was just some lazy stuff. And I don't. I never thought about it until a few days after I saw it. But initially with the, the force healing ability that was in that in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Initially I was okay with that. I was like, I guess that makes sense. That's fine. But then like a few days later, I think I think a few weeks later actually I rewatched the prequels mm-hmm. and I just sort of realized that force healing really ruins the whole plot of the prequels. Oh. Because if it was a thing that they could have just looked up in the ancient text then Anakin could have just force healed Padme and not, not gone to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I didn't even think about that. Or or when Qui Gon Jin died, Obi Wan could have just force healed him, you know? Oh 
if, if, if getting stabbed by a lightsaber, you can just force heal it, you know? <laughs> it kind of ruins it. <laughs> it kind of force healed a Leia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, my it, God. It's just stupid. Because, the, like, the whole point that they talk about in the prequels of the light side is, I think Yoda talks about it, how, like, the light side doesn't cheat death and they accept it and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And they're not afraid of it. But they can literally cheat death now. And I didn't understand what it thought. <laughs> See that again? I don't think it can. Because no one ever dies. Yeah. And comic books. <laughs> I just also didn't. Uh, I just because it's just dumb how they 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 didn't get to do much with Kylo Ren being redeeming himself. It's just like it was just like the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's true. What was the point of that if you're gonna kill him again? <laughs> Yeah, it didn't, because I wasn't a massive fan of The Last Jedi. It was okay. No. I thought the best thing in that movie was Kylo Ren's arc and the way they continued that. No. His character arc, and I felt like that was kind of ruined in this last movie. I I enjoyed it, because I did like the character roles. I know a lot of people didn't like her, but I did yeah. it was interesting. I didn't have a problem with her. She just she she was the same as she didn't really get to do much. They just went on that whole side quest of that had nothing to do with the main plot. Yeah. Just, I, I, that was dumb. I just thought it was a way of developing her character and then this movie she became useless. She was just like there for like a few minutes and that was it. Yeah. And I don't know, but I remember hearing that that new character that was with Finn was supposed to be Lando's daughter that he lost somehow lost. Right. It's just like they didn't even do anything with that. And it's just like another disappointing yeah. plot line that they just threw in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was missed opportunities. I think I really would have liked to see Colin Trevorrow's version of this. I think yeah. Even though Last Jedi was pretty divisive, he sort of just lent into that to make the best thing he could. Yeah. And I think it would have been just more new stuff and different, whereas this, they had to spend a lot of time backpedaling on what was done, and it just made it worse. And I did, I did like the things that he came up with. Like, Yeah, there was some cool stuff in that script. I forgot what they were, but they were <laughs> I know that there was going to be a sequence where, uh, like, Kylo Ren goes to Mustafar and goes to, like, yeah, um, that's Darth Vader's old thing. That that was the most interesting part um, I read in the script. Yeah, that uh, that would have been really cool. Because we've only really seen that that place in, in Rogue One. That's the only movie we've seen it in. Yeah. I think. Like, can he just, like, do this movie over with his script? <laughs> I I would like to see it. Yeah, I would like to see it. They just do it over. The other thing I liked about that script is at the end it has Kylo Ren and Ray just fighting. 
it, it has an actual fight in there because I think a part of me, the one thing I wanted in this trilogy was a really good fight scene using like modern technology and because that's been a big part of all the Star Wars movies is the lightsaber fights. Yeah. And seeing like how much they advanced them from the prequels to seeing how what they could look like now, but I feel like we never really got a cool lightsaber fight in this. Yeah, the only the only fighting scene I really liked was when was in the Last Jedi with Kylo Ren and Rey was fighting the yeah the guards the yeah the guards. I like the best fighting scene. I think yeah, this trilogy. The, oh yeah, I agree. The, I don't know. I just didn't like the fighting scenes in the Rise of Skywalker. That waterfall scene was just horrible. Oh, it it looked it looked like they made it up on the day to me. <laughs> like it, it was, it just looked so lazy. Yeah, and and what the hell was that? Like at the end of the movie, Ray gets his yellow lightsaber out of nowhere. Yeah, they, that was just. Unexpected. Random, just it's nothing. They're just thrown in. Yeah, there's a lot it's of like oh, here's this. You, you, fans like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I really enjoy, I enjoyed that movie was when the the guy that the little guy that was like repairing C three PO. I mean, oh yeah, file. Yeah, really funny. I did like that. He was actually kind of yeah. I agree. I did like him. He was cool. And this whole build-up with C-3PO dying, and he just... And then he doesn't die. He doesn't die. (laughs) It's just like, why are you doing this? Yeah. (laughs) He just kept doing that. It's like, oh, this character's gonna die. He's gonna die. He's alive. He's not... Yeah. (laughs) It was like, oh. (laughs) There's one thing I also want to talk about. I was thinking about it. Yeah. It was kind of dumb how... We was like they were trying to like fool us and thinking that the resistance was losing at the end, and then all of a sudden they somehow <laughs> was able to have victory over what was going on. It was just like yeah, this whole all losing faith thing was just getting yeah. They kept trying to knee jerk us. <laughs> it's just didn't like that that kept happening throughout the movie. Yeah. And what else did not particularly enjoy about this movie? Uh, <laughs> I felt a lot of the dialogue as well was quite bad. Oh, yeah, it was quite bad. <laughs> like, as bad as it's been in Star Wars before, it was it was at its worst here, I think. And there's, like, one interesting plot line that I want to know more about, which was uh, when Paul met that that. The the character like a rocketeer character um oh uh, yeah yeah you know, character I want to know more about that and they didn't really touch up on it too much yeah that kind of just came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> and they just never explained it yeah I kind of wish they did explain it because I honestly didn't mind because I know a lot of people were were kind of. I' a little mad because th- this is one I don't don't agree with the with the people on the internet. They were mad that Finn and and Paul were not gay and they didn't have a relationship, and it's just like 
Yeah. I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> I mean, I think their friendship in The Force Awakens was really good. Obviously, they're both very charismatic, charismatic and work together. Yeah, and I did like that relationship between them and yeah. Solo Man I mean, friends, not lovers. Yeah, I think I think I agree. I saw them more as friends, but I, I didn't really care that much. I was like, I mean, I'm here. It's Star Wars. I'm here to watch lightsabers and and X wings and whatever. Not not relationships. Yes. <laughs> you know, like yeah, and. If you want it, like it, it's a, it's always been a small part of Star Wars, but it felt like it still kind of felt like in this one everyone had a love interest and whatever, and it's like that's not really what these movies have ever been about. Yeah, and I, I mean, last time I did check, they was trying to have Finn fall in love with Ray or Rose, which yeah, they get kind of annoyed with. <laughs> Because it's like Hardy went from Ray all of a sudden to Rose, and then to just no uh, for this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's like make up your mind on who you want him to fall in love with. It was like I don't know. It was just none of these movies feel like they fit together very well. They're all like trying to do things so differently from one another. You know? Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was trying to do that and it's just it was not a good movie I gave it like I would give it like a 6 or 5 I don't know it's just yeah I think I think I gave it a 5 <laughs> it was I, I really didn't like it and and the more I the longer the more time that passes and the more I think about it the more that score drops <laughs> <laughs> that was a very unfinished movie and I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's just uh, kind of wish we had Colin Trevorrow's movie version of the movie. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think because that script was a draft still, so we probably it, it still would have been different to that script a bit. Yeah. So I think he he probably would have improved it from there as well. But I think yeah. it would have been more interesting to see, and I think I think I would at least enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I just also did not like that we didn't know if Palpatine, like how did Ray became his granddaughter, not knowing. Uh, it was just so annoying that you find out. Yeah, book, it was just oh he made another clone, and that clone ends up falling in love with a woman, and then they make her, and it's just like uh, Mike didn't tell us that in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Because they probably didn't even think about it. <laughs> That's probably why. Let's just make a movie with a whole bunch of unfinished ideas. That's yeah. great. That's how you make a movie. This is how this this is how we tell future filmmakers to make a movie. Just give a whole bunch like of it, unfinished ideas. I feel like if they had to rush it so much, why I don't know why he made a whole new script. Like. If he was under the pump to write it, he should have just adapted Colin Trevorrow's script for himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, why Why make, why make try and make a new script when you know you don't have time and you're just going to end up with a bunch of unfinished ideas? Yeah. Uh, this was such a poor movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and it was short too. Yeah, it was short. To me, when I like finished the movie, me was like, "That's it. That's the movie." Like, like it's not like they didn't have time in the movie to explore some of these other ideas. And I didn't even care that because when I was watching in the theaters, I had to go to the bathroom and I missed a few parts, and I just didn't care that I did. <laughs> it's like, okay, it was that yeah. good. And I think the fact that we feel this way about Star Wars is like, like Star Wars used to be like an event whenever there was a new movie. It was a big thing. Yeah. And now it's like no one cares about this movie. <laughs> yeah, and to me, it felt like Disney just played up these three movies just for marketing. They just oh yeah did it for the money and didn't they did. It. And people said when when they first started this trilogy, that's what they were going to do. I wanted to give Dan, uh, Disney the benefit of the doubt and hunt they wouldn't, but yeah, it, it's exactly what they did. <laughs> yeah, they turned this into a whole marketing movie. A movie to make toys and a whole lot of merchandising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Spaceball movies. Merchandising. merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what it felt like to me. And it's just, uh, that's what it's become. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think Disney has to start doing better for for Star Wars. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I really don't like this movie. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to say on it. Yeah, it's okay. I think I can change the subject on it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this today, I did hear that Takia Wahidi's I don't feel like I had to pronounce his name. Oh, uh, yeah. Taika Wahidi. Yeah. He's going to write a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, I saw that. I think this morning I saw that. So... Hope he does a good job on doing the story. There was people have thought, uh, people have been speculating that he would after um, since he did the Mandalorian, like a couple episodes of that. Yeah, he did, and I think he did a really good job on that show. Like people think he's he's just going to make it a comedy and whatever, and it's not going to be Star Wars. But his episode of of the Mandalorian was quite good. Oh, I don't know which one. Uh, it was the last one. Oh, that's all because I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't really like the Mandalorian that much. My boyfriend loved it, but I didn't like it so much. And okay, the last two episodes is what I really enjoyed. And yeah, I thought it was the best two episodes out of the, all the other yeah. six episodes they had. Yeah, and I really did enjoy those. The last two, the seventh and eighth episode, more than the other ones. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's fair. I agree with that. And I just didn't get to the whole. Uh, the whole baby, uh, the child, I would rather call it, not baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole high train of that character is just, uh, yeah. Another merchandising ploy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. It was, I, I feel you. My, my sister-in-law has a tattoo of him. Really? Oh like, it, yeah, it is Bye. insane. It's, like I saw him, I was like, I don't have anything against him. He works in this show. It's fine. But I know exactly how the internet's going to react, and I'm going to hate that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, it's, it's so silly. It is silly. 
I can't take it seriously. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember when 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 the first episode came out. I watched it with a bunch of friends. Yeah. And when when it did initially show a baby Yoda or the child, like like our minds were blown because we're like you know. Yeah. We've never even heard of another one of his species apart from yeah. whatever, like that one person in the prequels. So, like, we thought it was cool. And then it just slowly dawned and we're like, oh, there's going to be, like, memes and toys just everywhere yeah. for this thing. Yep, they want to market it. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised there hasn't been more than there has, if I'm honest. No. I thought there'd be even more. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't seen Clone Wars yet. I'm going to watch it. Eventually. Yeah, I I I haven't seen it either, but I've heard really, really good things about it. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I've been catching up on other shows that I have not my boyfriend didn't catch up on. Yeah. So yeah. Hope that Disney does better. <laughs> the only thing <laughs> I like is Star Wars Rebels a lot. That's about yeah. the resistance yeah. parts one was pretty bad. So that one was terrible. I think uh, yeah. I liked Rogue One a lot as well. Oh yeah, I thought that was good. So I like, I enjoy Solo somewhat, but yeah, I, I didn't enjoy Solo as much. <laughs> I thought it was an okay movie. Yeah, I think what ruined it for me was my brother. He saw it before me, and he walked out. He was, and he 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 told me it was literally his favorite movie ever, and he loved it so much. And so I was like, oh, maybe it's actually good. And then it was. Yeah, it was whatever that movie is. You know, it's the best part of that movie, how Han Solo got his name. Oh, that was... Oh. That was awful. No, no one ever asked. No, Who sat there and been like, I really want to see how he got his name. That's what I want to see. And then just left it, that was his actual name. <laughs> that, was, that was so stupid. That was so dumb. The whole, that was like the dumbest part in that whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I did like Rogue One a lot. Rogue One was good. I'm looking forward to the TV, the Disney Plus series of that. Mm. I don't know. And now that I didn't enjoy this movie, I've been thinking about reading the original novels of from the previous canon. Yeah, I think I've been thinking about it just to satisfy my <laughs> my Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know, because I ain't kind of disappointed with this movie. I yeah, maybe, maybe they should have just left the original canon. <laughs> and if it, I don't know if I actually get to read the original canon, I'll be disappointed that it was not like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I would probably just, in my head canon, I'll probably consider that as a canon instead of what I saw in the movie. Yeah. Well, enough about this movie, so. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll talk about the we'll com- the comic books I read. I this weekend. I mean, this week I well, the past month I I've been reading books, <laughs> but these are the ones I actually did get to finish. Yep, I read the House of X and Powers of X, which is Jonathan Hickman's X Men, which everybody's been hyped about. Now that I read it, this I I only read the House of X and Powers of X. So I know he. Pull, like spit out a whole bunch of X-Men titles which is just like getting overloaded with too many titles and I don't yeah. want to go through all that <laughs> but yeah 
it's been hyped up as one of the best X-Men books ever to come out, and I disagree with that. I don't agree with everybody's outlook on these books, because the House of X and Power Sex is like, they're about, there's like, there was talk about the past and the future. Yeah. And they were saying that uh, Mara Matagra, she's no longer a human, she's a mutant. And her powers was reincarnation. So every time she dies, she supposedly reincarnate, reincarnated. And okay. she dies one last time in the future, and somehow she appears in the past. They didn't really explain oh. that that well. And she warns Professor X in the past about about the future. And supposedly the Professor X that we have known all these years is a clone. And this Professor X that's that's in here now is the real Professor X. And it's just like, okay, it's going through Clone Saga all over again. Which I hated <laughs> when it came out. Because in the Clone Saga with Spider-Man, is that yeah. Ben Riley was the real Spider-Man and Peter Parker was the clone. So we're doing this again with Professor X now and it's just like, uh, I don't like this idea. And yeah. <laughs> this Professor X is not really what I dreamed of Professor X, Professor X to be because he gave up on his dream of ever making mutants and humans coexisting. Yeah. And he decided to make his own nation of of, of mutants, like they have a, they live in a new country, and it's called Kokoa, something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it that well, but yeah. And it's like a plant based. It the the character was a character before. He was like a living, breathing like plant creature, is a mutant back then, but now they actually made him into a country, so so it's a living, breathing country and the mutants live on there, and this Professor X doesn't, he gave up on his dream and he doesn't want humans to go enter his country at all and well, <laughs> okay and he's made it like a whole United Nations type of not, it's like it's supposed to be like the Congress of America, where yeah, because like, they they did try to put some political themes, which is kind of interesting. I don't like books here. It's kind of interesting, but it doesn't work for X Men for me. It just doesn't work. Okay, I mean, because X Men did always have political themes, but this one does not work for me. Because yeah. this one is trying to like have America's Congress system, where it's like. A whole bunch of bad people you don't trust that rule that are in the country because that's how I feel in America that every yeah. trust a lot of politicians that we have in this country, and they make you feel that way with this one because yeah they have a, a Congress made up with Emma Frost, Mrs. Sinister, Apocalypse, Exodus, and you have Professor X and Magneto. And you have Mystique. So yeah, majority of them are already villains. And then you have Jean Grey, Storm, and Nightcrawler. And it's just like, those are the only three I can trust. But everybody else is just, I feel very lukewarm about it. I just don't. 
Yeah. I don't agree with. I mean, Magneto is okay. And this press X, I just don't like. I just, uh. And I just don't see him teaming up with. I never seen that Professor X was okay to team up with Apocalypse, Mr. Sinister, and Exodus. I just don't see him team up with those characters. <laughs> They're pretty evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't uh, like it. Cause, and the thing is, another thing is that supposedly, they didn't explain this, but supposedly all the mutants are, were already dead, which is bullshit because I remember in the previous event, they were stuck in the alternate world, but the, all the, the event ended with them coming back to the the universe. Yeah. But it's like, what? Are they still stuck in there? Or they're... <laughs> or they just died? There's no explanation. They just, they just say, oh, they're, they're dead. And this Professor X... He supposedly took the DNA data from Mrs. Sinister and had these five mutants to recreate the whole entire mutant race. And their their personalities of the mutants are based on Professor X's memories of them, which is not a way to... And somehow they're still the same person that they were. I'm sorry, but you can't be the same person based on someone else's memories. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Because that person does not have every single interaction with you. So you can't yeah. be the same person. It just doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> <sighs> to me, it's just making it overcomplicated just for, just for it to be cool. It's just like, to me, I like simple plot lines. I don't like when it tries to be complicated. And I just didn't enjoy Powers of X or House of X whatsoever. I don't agree with yeah. anyone. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't like that this this thing has gotten so high to the point where there's like like ten to twenty books following this. It's like I because I remember I spoke to this about with someone else on YouTube that has like 19 titles spin off of this and it's just, that's a little bit too much to follow. And it's supposed to be an actual timeline they said that you're supposed to read certain books first. Right. Timeline. And like, there's like an actual checklist of what you're supposed to read first and what you're supposed to read second, third, whatever. And I just feel like it's going to collapse eventually because not all of those people... That's very hard to keep up with. A lot of people are not going to keep up with those books. It was, yeah. People could keep up with it for like a, a specific event, but not an ongoing type of series. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how long is it going to last, and it's probably going to fall off <laughs> eventually. <laughs> it's become. It's become. A, it's because Marvel decides to come like use this as a cash cow kind of thing and just making people buy 19 titles to know what the hell is going on with the X-Men storyline. It's just... Yeah. Not gonna work for me. <laughs> or not gonna work for a lot of people. Um, so... Yeah, I didn't like those books. I just... Uh, I'll probably give them a five for each one. I, <laughs> I just... Yeah. Not enjoying it. Not looking forward to it. 
I didn't like because to me, I don't like the concept of Professor X giving up on his dream. Because to me, I mean, even to a lot of people, I mean, they see Professor X as Martin like Martin Luther King, and it would be like yeah. if Martin Luther King gave up on his dream, which he would never do. So I never seen Professor X as that type of character, and it just mm. kind of ruined it for me. And it's just. Uh, and it's just like I don't like the idea of seeing mutants and humans separated from each other. I thought I thought the reason why mutants exist is to to show that you can be similar but different at the same time. Yeah, to make it completely different is just kind of like defeats the purpose, and it kind of makes it seem like eh, it kind of reminds me of the whole the days I used to be in in college and I used to go to the the gay club and they didn't like straight people and I didn't agree with those type of people and just yeah <laughs> maybe feel uncomfortable because I had straight friends and they weren't cool with that and that's why I wasn't comfortable being there all the time and yeah I don't like that you know these type of mutants are separating themselves from humans and a lot of and one problem I noticed that Dante Hickman doesn't write. I mean, he writes these characters with no personalities. Like, he doesn't give them individual personalities. And it kind of, like, he's trying to write so many characters because now all the mutants are coming back alive. Every single mutant yeah. dead is going to be alive again. And it's just, there's a lot of X-Men characters. And it's just, it's just going to be this big ensemble of X-Men characters with no personalities. I just don't like that. So, yeah. So the next book I did enjoy was Magnificent Miss Marvels seven and eight. I haven't caught up okay. out to date with it, but I did enjoy this this storyline because they had like Miss Marvel wanted to take the day off of you know being a superhero because she was dealing with stress with her parents not knowing who she is anymore, which I kind of hate that. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and she's dealing with her boyfriend, not saying she likes her or not. I mean, like he's just wants to be a boyfriend, but at the same time doesn't, and she was getting frustrated with that. So her and her three friends yeah. went to take a went to go on a go away trip, and they went to this restaurant, and they noticed that the restaurant had like the employees were being like zombies. And they went to go try to figure out what they were. And they ran into uh, two villains, Discord and Lockdown. And they they got captured by them. And then they find out they was working for this villain called Monopoly. And it's, this one's pretty interesting because it was like Steve Jobs type of villain. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> he had his own business and they were... He had a whole bunch of employees that were like zombies, and it got even yeah. creepier because it's just like somehow the the zombie employees went inside of him. He was like a some clay monster, and Miss Marvel had to fight him off. Yeah, so she eventually won, of course. But yeah, it's just it was kind of weird, and I did like it. It was pretty fun. It was not too serious, and it did it does kind of play on like. Amazon company like Jeff Bezos, like he's a terrible person, but he owns Amazon. Yeah, 
<laughs> and she's employees like shit. I mean, I worked for the company one time. But yeah, didn't like work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed those books, and I give them an eight. Yeah. Another book that I did enjoy was called um, "My Video Game Ate My Homework." <laughs> it, was a, it was a graphic novel that DC's been making these kids' books, and they've been yeah. some of them have been pretty enjoyable, some of them are not. And this one was pretty fun. I really did enjoy this one. It was a little cringeworthy the first few pages, but it started getting enjoyable after that. And it's about yeah. a kid that that was making a volcano thing for his homework. And he had a whole bunch of friends with him. And they went to go see his volcano thing. And then one of the kids was a son of... He was a son of the principal in the school. And he ends up taking this console that puts you in a VR game. Like an actual another world and he puts you in a video game so you're living it in a video game and the video game accidentally eats his volcano home like his volcano project <laughs> yeah. so they had to play the video game in order to get the project the volcano back nice <laughs> so they had to go through all video game adventure and you find it sounds fun yeah, it was kind of fun, and the 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 main character didn't. He was dyslexic, so he had trouble yeah. reading stuff. He doesn't get his homework back <laughs> by the time he be- finishes the game. Okay, he ends up creating a, a technology with that makes him read better with his dyslexia for the school project, and that's how that's what it. This cool project is becoming. Okay. So yeah, it was a pretty fun story. I did enjoy it. It was fun to see the characters fight their way out of the game. Yeah. What I didn't like at the end is that the main character, Dustin, he not Dustin, that's the writer, Dewey. He fought the villain by himself. I would have liked that he fought. The main, the the last boss with his friends. I mean, they, he did fight with the friends, but the friends ended up dying, and then I kind of wish that they fought, beat the villain together, not separately. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was a very fun book. I actually liked it. Sounds good. The author of this book is called. His name is Dustin Hanson. And okay. He's a writer that's been known to write a lot of video games. Oh. And he did write would be the Diary Kid, yes. that type of book. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bring things like Minecraft and. You know, what <laughs> okay. Yes, he's bringing a lot of video games, but yeah, it's 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 a really fun book. I actually enjoyed it. Nice. So the next one I read was Antihero. Which is another kids' book from DC, and I did enjoy this one. It's about two kid heroes. Not the, the, the other one is is thief. He's not, she was not a hero. One was a hero, and the other one was a thief. And yeah, they went into the technology that the girl was stealing. Somehow, it, was, it switched their bodies. So they switched bodies, and they were 
spending the whole entire book trying to figure out how to get their bodies back because the the tech broke <laughs> they switched their bodies yeah. so they had to find a way to repair it and they was dealing with each other's lives so yeah, yeah. they were living separate lives and the, it was kind of interesting because the hero she was a very well off family and she's her parents are scientists and I don't know they kind of left it vague of whether they died or not I don't know they did it on purpose, but I guess it will, yeah. I'll probably find out if they make another book. But they were the scientists that created that type of technology because they wanted to, I guess, come with a way for people to switch bodies and come with ideas for for their brains and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then they had the the other character was poor, and she she had a mom that was going from job to job. Yeah, there's a reason. That's the reason why she was stealing was to support her mom. And it was kind of interesting because they didn't make it stereotypical because the 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 girl that was poor and she was a thief. She's a white girl, <laughs> and. Right. The one that was well off her family and doing well in school. Not doing, no, she wasn't doing well in school. She was doing terrible at school. The other one that was poor was doing well in school. She was Hispanic, which is, you don't see that a lot. And it was kind of like, it kind of felt like it was, everyone has a chance of being poor and rich. It's not like, yeah. not all white people are rich and not all Hispanics are poor. So they, yeah. I like that they flipped that. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I did like that, and and I did like that. You know, the first the character that is rich is not doing so well in school, and the character that is not rich was doing well in school. So it's just like, yeah, it was putting a different spin. Like, just because you're poor doesn't mean you're gonna do bad in school. So. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it was pretty interesting. And they did eventually get to fix attack and get their bodies get their bodies back, but they became friends at the end and and the girl decided to not become a thief anymore and decided to become a hero. Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty interesting her backstory the thief because her grandfather was a villain. Me is a villain and he's like some type of mobster villain. And I could see where she got the influence from. So it was interesting to see that type of story. So yeah, it was a very enjoyable book. I get that on it. A nine. I actually enjoyed that a lot more than the other Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It sounds good. Yeah, the other one is Secret Spiral of the Swamp Kid. Okay. There's a lot of good titles in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were pretty interesting. Hold on. Yeah, this one was like it's not ran by the 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 diary of the wimp kid, but it felt like yeah. that book. Like the the writer, he made it like that book because it was like written in like a notebook. Yeah, and you see like because in the book, the, the it's about a kid that is like a swamp character. He's like Swamp Thing. It's supposed to be based on Swamp Thing, but it's a Swamp Thing kid. So. 
So yeah, it's a kid that was born half human and half swamp. It's not swamp thing, but like a younger version of him. And yeah. He likes to doodle a lot in his book and he used to write a whole bunch of things that would go on with him in school. And like he used to write a journal and doodle all over it, like a whole bunch of drawings as he's in class. And I thought it was an interesting book. It was very fun. And it's about him being spied on because there's a whole bunch of spies that come to his come to him because he's a a swamp kid and they want to find out what's so special about the swamp kid and how was he yeah. made and all that stuff. You don't get to find out how he came to be because the parents found him in the swamp. <laughs> they found the yeah. baby, a swamp baby, <laughs> and they took him as like as their own and they raised him and it was yeah. an interesting book. I really enjoy it. He's like he's with his friends and he's trying to find out his origins and and they end up running into Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing helps them fight the villain and it was kind of fun. I did enjoy it. And I was hoping because he was thinking that he was a sw- the son of Swamp Thing but mm. Swamp Thing said that he never had any kids so that can't be possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... I kind of wish it did. They did pull it that way, but it was kind of fun. I still enjoyed. Yeah, it. it was a very interesting take on how they did a comic book because it was like it wasn't panel to panel. It was actually like a notebook with a whole bunch of drawings. Oh, the kid was an artist. Okay, <laughs> and he would draw cool. what was going on. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> See, yeah, he would like draw. Like, after school, he would draw everything that happened in that day. So yeah. That's what he did. Like, every every chapter was just him drawing what went on in certain days of his life. So, it was pretty interesting. It was very fun. Yeah. He was finding about his powers, and he also, like, beat the bully in a race because of his powers, and the bully was jealous of him, and it became a monster eventually because he yeah. decided to go with the spies and it's like exp- to find a way to for him to get powers and he had to fight them off. It was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I just kind of wish that because Swamp Thing had to defeat the villain for him. I just kind of oh, wish okay. the kid ended up defeating the villain. <laughs> yeah. Because if the, if the book is about the kid then he should defeat the villain not Swamp Thing. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I enjoyed that one. I give that one an eight. That sounds great. As well. Okay. The last one I read was I finished reading was Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay. And it was and called Imbalance because they have been releasing Dark Horse. I've been releasing a whole bunch of Avatar comic books and Legend of Korra comic books. That takes place yeah. after the, the series. And I've been following them. And I've, the recent one that came out last year was called Imbalance. And it was about Aang goes and ends up going to a, a country with his friends. And they find out in this country the, the non-benders end up being 
banned all, banned from the country because they end up fighting with the benders. And Aang is trying to solve the situation where the non-benders can have their rights and be able to live in the country. And the ruler was trying to... Yeah, she was trying to fight off the non-benders. And the fucked up thing is that she had a daughter that didn't have that was not a non-bender and the daughter ends up and throughout the whole book she ends up growing up and seeing how bad her mother is and they end up she ends up dealing with a conflict of like her mom should be in prison or not and then they end up do putting her in prison in the end of the book because the girl ends up getting real mad at her mom and she feels betrayed her mom doesn't like her, like her for who she is, and mm. and she doesn't respect that she doesn't like non non benders. She thought that was wrong. She felt like she didn't fit in the family. So it was a very interesting book, and it did play on the whole. I don't know. It kind of felt very political with the whole because they did talk about the debate about how about it felt like it was all about because it did talk about how. Non-benders could fight them fight with with no powers against the benders, yeah. and they kind of like went to the whole Second Amendment right kind of thing, and I did like that they oh, okay. talked about that. Yeah, that they needed a way to defend themselves in case of any situation happens. So I kind of like that they played around with that, and it felt like the book was for Second Amendment rights, so. I did like okay. that, and I do agree with that. So, so yeah, I did enjoy the book a lot, and it was it was really enjoyable just to see that aspect, and it did talk about a lot of human rights kind of aspects. Yeah, it was really fun. They eventually okay. did end up getting their rights back and live in the country and have a new leader, and, and now they have. A new police force that are have benders and non benders, and the non benders end up using chi blocks to, to fight to defend themselves. And it's pretty interesting that they learn how to fight benders, and they don't have to worry about not being able to defend themselves. So yeah, very interesting book. I actually enjoyed it a lot. I give that one a nine as well. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. Some good books. <laughs> yeah. That's all about our read. So now yeah. we got we got to talk about the boys because we both read it. <laughs> yes, first volume. So how did you enjoy? It? I mean, did you enjoy Zach the first? Absolutely, I did. I did too. I I really enjoyed the boys. <laughs> I want to read. Obviously, obviously the show. I believe we. I believe we talked about the show on here. Yeah, we did. We did talk about um, it. That's why I want to read the comic book. Yeah, and I think I think we both enjoyed the show quite a lot. Yes, I was. I mean, I knew this. the The book was a lot different to the show, or I'd heard, but I didn't know it was this different. Yeah, and I still enjoyed it, even though it was different. Is it, yeah, me too. Because I don't know, but because <laughs> in the book they do talk about. You see the starlight. She she's part of. She joins the, the the team. Yeah, and she ends up instead of 
deep, the deep being the one that you know asked her to suck his dick. It was, it was. It's Homelander and A Train. Yeah, I did. I didn't expect that. Actually, yeah, like I think that it could have been Black Knight. But like it was, I found that a lot in this. They are much worse in this. In yeah, the book. they're much worse in the book than in the the TV show. Yeah, because <laughs> the first few episodes of the TV show, Homelander kind of seems all right, and you're like, oh, maybe he's actually not that bad. And then it slowly reveals over time that he he is the worst of any of them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he is still the worst in the TV show as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I really and what's messed up is that like like. After a while, like they had like a meeting mm. talking about, I think, talking about the boys. I think they were talking about, and yeah, Starlight was talking, and there was like A Train was like doing the whole yeah big face thing, and it's yeah. like oh god, it's horrible. Yeah, A-train. and you see like little elements of that, like in the TV show, the Deep makes a little bit of a joke about it. Oh, I forgot about that. So they like they pull some in this is it, but like like in, in the book, like with A Train, they're way more upfront about it and it's way more in your face and Yes. Yeah. It's they're just they are really shit people. <laughs> yeah. It was really horrible it was like horrible people. I really enjoyed the book. And I think what what I enjoyed it too about the book was or at least these first six issues was they weren't the boys weren't just going straight for the seven like the TV show. Yeah, I thought that was they focused. I that was different, right? Yeah, like that. That these first six issues are mainly about like this younger group of superheroes. I can't remember what they're called. I forgot what they were called, but it was like a team <laughs> type of yeah team. Yeah, yeah, and like. Yeah, like you see certain things from the show are taking like like Starlight has to get a new costume and in the show it's a it's it's a pretty big part of the show. But like in, in that it's like corporate people like sit down with her and they talk to her, give her a big speech and then reveal the new costume. But in the book, like I oh, like Homelander literally just grabs a pen, walks up and draws on her of what the new costume needs oh, to be. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> I found out the team was called Teenage Kicks. Teenage Kicks. Yeah. So yeah, basically like a Teen Titans type of team. Mm. And they were like horrible kids as well. Oh, they, yeah. They were doing some crazy things. Yeah. Like like having sex parties and getting into drugs. Yeah. Treating people like prostitutes. and. Oh, yeah. It's. It was horrible. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a much the the book is a much much darker version of the show. Yeah, and the show is already quite dark. <laughs> I just wonder if these uh, the teenage kids kids uh, gonna ever be in the TV show. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think maybe I get. We'll have to wait for season two and what 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 happens. Uh, what sort of path they go down there. Because the show is kind of following the books here. Yeah, they are kind of following it. It's not completely a different thing. It's yeah. similar to what the book is. And you do find that one of the one of the kids are from the team because Popclaw, I think, 
Mm. The girl with the claw pop. She was in the TV show. That was, I think, okay. Train's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I think because in here, and she's part of the Teenage Kids team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. So I guess they are going to maybe show the other members of the team. Maybe. I, th- I think it'll either be they'll they'll introduce them as well, or or maybe they'll just they've substituted the whole team out for just popcorn for that that part of the plot. No. I'm not sure, but yeah. I, I definitely would like to see them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> introduce that. I, I think what's interesting, what's what's the the biggest change for me, is that in the books, what's it called? Compound V is not a massive plot point. And it's just a given that already, like, all the boys have already been injected with it and they're all just, they all have, like, super strength and all this stuff. Yeah, and I noticed that Billy Butcher already knew everybody. Yeah. Uh, like, even the the, guy, the female, the Asian character. <laughs> yeah, she yeah already, she's already... She already knew them already. Like, she was already part of the team. Yeah. Like, it's not like in the TV show where they just ran into her. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was... That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see when season two of the show comes out, whether the show has just started with some aspects of it behind the book, like showing how they got the girl into the boys and... Yeah. And how they found out about Compound V, or if they've just... They've just changed it a bit and they're just swapping some things out for others because... Like in the in the book, uh, Huey accidentally kills one of the members of of the teenage kids, kids, yeah. um, and that's sort of. Whereas in the show, that's sort of swapped out for when he when he kills Translucent, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, I noticed that. But they're, but they're different enough that reading the book, I don't think is going to spoil the show. Yeah. And vice versa. And I still enjoy the book a lot. I. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know what people because I've heard people said that the book is better. Not the books. The book is not as good as the TV show. That TV show is better than the book. Okay. Like a lot of people said, that it was not a good book, but I disagree. I actually enjoy it. Uh, I I enjoyed the book quite a bit so far. Yeah, I um, enjoyed it so far. I, I think it. I still think it's really different to the show, and for me, it's hard to compare the two okay. because there's some key differences. Yeah. Like I, I feel like the book's gonna go around, go along the route of you know all the boys. Like they have superpowers and and they're they're working from the inside. They're almost a supervillain team if you run the point of view of these superheroes and the and this version of the seven. Yeah, but the show is more just a bunch of regular people trying to do that. I think. Yeah. So I think there's going to be some differences with that. Yeah, and. Also, did um, we notice that you get to find out about more about Mother's Milk, like his back? Mm, yeah. Than in the TV show, because you didn't get to really know about him that much. But in here, you get to find out that he has a daughter. Yeah. The daughter treats him like trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Because in the in the show, he has a daughter, but I think, but like you, you see her for like. Like, like, very, very briefly. Yeah. You know, and I like, think- you don't get to spend any time. You don't know what their relationship really is. Or at least it's not as bad as in here. Yeah, and I think the the 
the girlfriend is actually, I mean, the mother is like in the light is, is in the TV show is like, she was actually still in his life. Then the comic, yeah. she's not even there. She's yeah, true. There's something like that, and he's trying to make up for yeah the things that he did. I think so. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I did like it. Yeah, I think I'm I'm definitely excited to keep reading. Yeah, I definitely uh, this series. <laughs> yeah, and discuss it's um podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's it it. it I think it's like the show in that it's just so unique and different from ev- everything else. Yeah. But, and, yeah, I, I feel like it's its own unique experience from the show. So that, that's what I like about it. Yeah. And I don't yeah. mean... And seeing how they influence each other is cool. You know, Huey is like... I think he's Australian in, in the book and... Uh, he's British. Oh. He's, he's British. British. Or Scottish or something. I can't oh. remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in the com in the, the TV show, he's actually American. So it's just yeah, that's what I thought was because I, I think most of them are British in this book, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. And they go to America to because he gets a passport. Yeah, America and fight off the seven because the seven live in America, and I think they didn't want to bother doing that in the TV show. So these yeah, they just. You know, the, the character. Yeah. Well, except for Frenchie and Bully Butcher, he... Yeah. He didn't. I think... He went that from him. Yeah. He, I also think Billy has a bulldog in, in the book, who's always there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think his name's Terra. <laughs> yeah. But... I forgot. And I didn't notice it when I first watched, but I rewatched the show as well. Oh. And I didn't get to... I did. That's good. And in one of the flashbacks of Billy with his wife, you can see there is there's a bulldog in the corner of the room. Oh. <laughs> but it's it's obviously not, not there now, whatever. Whatever's going on. I thought that was just funny how the you know, the dog ends up fucking the other guy. <laughs> yeah, on command. And Billy Butch is being the horrible person he horrible person he is and letting it happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think I think it's also interesting that Billy Butcher also has a um, relationship with the the CIA. Yeah, the girl that runs that. Yeah, instead of because I remember the 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 lady. I think the I can't remember her name. <laughs> she had a relationship with Homelander, I think. Because remember she oh. she had sex on the TV show. She had like oh, uh, Billy's wife did. I think I don't know, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting in the comic book that she had a relationship with Billy. Yeah. So I really did it. Mm. Looking forward to three more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I think Homelander is like also just right off the bat an absolute prick to everyone, like even other members of the Seven. Yeah. And like you see it a little bit on the TV show where he'll kind of intimidate like other members of the Seven if they if they've been. You know, if they've done something wrong. Yeah. But, like, in the book, he's straight up, like, th- like threatens to just kill A-Train, like, on the spot. Yeah, he, he just seems a, he seems a bit more dominant over the Seven in the book rather than the show, and, which is um, oh. it's interesting. I just thought, and 
I also thought that Billy Butcher was more an obvious bad person in the book than the TV show. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think they was more upfront of him being a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he um, yeah, he sort of he either isn't quite as bad in the show, or he hides it a bit. Yeah, he hides it a bit. You can say he's a horrible person, but yeah, you don't find out until like the last. A couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. Because in the show, he's he's doing it all just to get to Homelander. He doesn't. Yeah. He, he, you sort of find out he doesn't really care about the other boys and. Yeah. Why they're doing it? He just wants to get to Homelander. He's just using them. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see if that plotline comes up in the book as well, though. Yeah, and we always we find find out right off the bat that A Train's a horrible person in this book as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, he is a lot worse in this than he is in the show, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. In the show, he starts off as the like one member you hate the most because, he, obviously, he kills Huey's girlfriend. Yeah. But I feel like he, he get you, you find out more about him throughout the course of the show and you sort of – you realize that he's nowhere near as bad as, like, Homelander is. Yeah. He's 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 really just addicted to Compound V in the show, and that's where most of his problems come from. Yeah. Whereas in in the book, he is just straight up horrible. <laughs> and like in the TV show, he did kind of try to feel bad about what he did. Yeah. Which I still don't forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, yeah, he's more a horrible person in this book. Absolutely. I do, because I noticed on the TV show they did give Huey's girlfriend more of a backstory, and I just yeah. didn't get to see that much, and I don't think they had that in the book. It was, there wasn't a, a whole lot in the show, but it, um, there was even less in the book. Yeah. Because the show, you you get like, a, I think you get a couple of conversations, and then you get a bit more backstory later on, but yeah, in the book you see, you see the scene where she gets killed, and then that's it, sort of. I also think it's worth mentioning that in the book, Huey is based on, like, his, he, the way he looks is based on Simon Pegg, who plays yeah, his dad in the show. I noticed that. <laughs> I think that that was maybe intentional, I'm not sure, but... <laughs> I, I think it might have been. I honestly, yeah, noticed that. Like, I, I don't know, but... <laughs> I did notice he looked like Simon Pegg. I think that's why they probably casted Simon Pegg. Yeah, I think so. Just to make the, the yeah, make it similar to the character in the book. Yeah, I don't. Know. Like, <laughs> I give it me a too. <laughs> it was yeah, fun. I agree. I think it's a good start. It, it's a action action packed start. It starts quite quick, so I'm I'm excited to see where they go with it from here. Yeah, I'm surprised that we got an action scene. Yeah, so early. Although. Of the yeah, the book, yeah, we got to actually see in the book so early. Yeah, I think I'm. I, I think I'm excited to see where they go, knowing that that the boys do have powers. Yeah, and I want to see if they have any more, or if they're like just j they just have the strength. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. And I did like that that the the book ended in the cliffhanger, but so the yeah first volume. So it pulls you in to read the next one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
glad I read it. Yeah, because it, it wasn't anything I, I hadn't heard of it until the show came out. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to read more. I'm yeah. excited for more of the show. They're they're both good. They're I I don't think I can pick a favorite yet. <laughs> it's a, I don't think I like them both. One yet. <laughs> I just want to be able to read it and have a yeah. experience of of the boys' con. Yeah, it's good to see that it's kind of different. Mm. Yeah, I agree, and and I think it's good because we'll be able to read like we we'll able to continue reading the boys and and eventually pass where they are at the show, but not spoil the show. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. I think this is about it for the podcast. Oh. All right. <laughs> I hope it, people enjoy this podcast, even though it's kind of long. So. Yeah. I hope you guys do enjoy this one and big one. <laughs> it's it's good to finish on a on a high note. We went from. Uh, from absolutely tearing apart Star Wars to yeah to this, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at least you know if you can follow a little section of this podcast. So, yeah, yeah, it's it was. I actually am glad I actually did the podcast again. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and check out for future episodes and, and absolutely. <laughs> And I hope you um, enjoy my other two podcasts, Ultimate T-verse and Anime Max yeah. podcast. So you can listen to those two, and yeah, I hope I can keep these three podcasts going. So yeah, yeah well, uh, hopefully we won't be taking such a long hiatus between episodes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely have more time to do these podcasts because yeah, when I was doing animations with Richard, he really didn't leave me. Any time to do any other stuff, it was yeah, okay. It was a lot of work, and I didn't, yeah, that's the reason why me and Jennifer left. This is too much work; and it's being overloaded. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm able to have more time now. Yeah, and I'm slowly catching up to books. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> hopefully, I'll be there. It's <laughs> fair. Eventually, one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. And see you guys in the next one. So, later. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. <laughs>